I was having a conversation with a dear friend about the interesting times we're all in and its economic effect on people. She said she couldn't imagine how she could have survived if she didn't have emergency funds since she wasn't making any money at the time. Then she was like, if that like if if she didn't have emergency funds if that was the case or if she didn't have any money to fall back on or she didn't have any fallback plan she would have just packed her things i moved to her parents house i was like hmm yeah lock you you can move to your parents house (laughs) (laughs) however people who do not have the luxury of moving to their parents' house, or how about people whose parents are actually dependent on them? So it, it was there, and then the overwhelming importance of having safety nets hit me like very, very. <laughs> Wait, I I did ask myself like, who who do I actually want to if if that. If that happens to me. <laughs> On today's episode, we'll be talking about safety nets, its importance, and all other things incidental. Hello everyone, my name is Abisola, and welcome to another hot episode of A Cup of Everything B. Here I give acts on how to find a balance between everyday life and a range of overwhelming emotions. Today again, I'm here with another amazing guest who will be giving us the juicy stuff about safety nets. Okay, so this guest is is wearing so many hats. Like <laughs> he knows too many things in his life. He has too much sense. <laughs> too much sense. Uh, but... Let's be powerful. Sure, you not allow me to introduce you first. <laughs> 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 he has too many sense. Like I've, I've I've reached out to him at several. He's like my my go-to person on on every every single thing. It's not like I go to him every single time or before you start. Very people start feeling like I'm a. I'm a friend who has overdrawn a friend. <laughs> but yeah, like I've, I've it's been it's been like uh, my my okay. So that I will not exaggerate his his, his position too much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, he's like um is a very, 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 very phenomenal okay i've used the word phenomenal too much but he's an amazing person who has acts on life generally like he's okay let me introduce this person finally help me give a loud standing a cup of everything be ovation to the ag <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. My name is Aji Ashkama. 
things. I'm glad also. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. Call your full name again. Oh, my name is Aji Ashama. Yeah, I like that Ashama part. So, okay. All right. <laughs> okay, so what, what do you think safety at our... Um, I know you were talking about um, the the different um, ways that it can be segmented. You were, you're talking about private safety nets, institutional safety nets, like not a safety nets generally. Yeah, I I would I would just call them. I, I guess in summary, I'll just call them fallback plans. With mm. when things go awry where do you where do you run to where do you fall back to and yeah where do you find soccer where do you find how how do you survive in cases where there's an emergency and that's really how i would classify what i would describe safety nets are yeah like you mentioned right i had said when you asked that said well are we talking about institutional or public driven or private mm-hmm. and family or friend based safety nets and that that com- that came to mind immediately because i've sort of I've, I've experienced well not experienced personally but seen both of them play out at different times mm. in this with these strange times and this corona driven emergencies that have that have arisen these days i see different countries and different societies take different approaches to dealing with yeah so yeah we, we, i'm in canada now and i can see how the government and the public institutions have stepped in significantly to help people bridge the gap. Um, people who've lost jobs. They've stepped in to even support businesses to continue to pay staff, so the businesses don't have to let go of their staff mm-hmm. in this trying time. So it's so that's the institutional or public, and then of course there's the private side of things. Which, yes. which, in a way, it's even more broad-ranging than the public. The interesting thing about social safety nets, right, is that it can range from businesses, mm. private businesses, stepping into filling huge gaps that the government may not be able to reach. Mm. Um, a case in point is what we've seen with Nigeria, right? Mm. You have is donating to the government to support the government but you also have businesses that have stepped up even um, in not just in nigeria but in a lot of countries that have stepped up to directly support individuals Um, and it's interesting that you don't see how broad-ranging the private uh, sector initiatives or safety nets are yeah. until like this arise so i've seen stuff about amazon donating about a hundred million dollars to just purchase food mm. and groceries for individuals um 
of course there's the popular all the big pharma companies really stepping up their game and trying to get a vaccine in record time to fix this and get drugs and a lot of these have lots of private funding backing it uh, there's also some um, well, not really small because the funding that they are putting aside is about I think it's about 400 million or 40 million called it's a site called Fast Brands and it's by number of just really it's really private individuals who just put that up to say if you're doing any research into healthcare, public health and it's around coronaviruses in this period and you need funding mm-hmm. reach out and the last time I checked, which was weeks ago, they had given out about about five million dollars, I think. Nice. Yeah, to support different forms of research. So it's it's interesting that yes, although the government has a large role to play, mm-hmm. and the government should um, try to do that, increasingly you, you're seeing private sector businesses and what yeah and why the private sector is broad is that that's just one angle that's just the business side of it there's geo side of it organizations like gabi who um, jack ma foundation and all these different ngos that we have around even in nigeria stepping into also um lucky food bank i've seen some work that they've been up to Mm -hmm. So you, you see all of this and you realize, so that's also, that's the NGO space, right? Where it's not or a not-for-profit space. So there's the for-profits, where it's the businesses putting down some of their profits. There's the NGO space where it's just not-for-profits reallocating funds. And the NGO space is also very interesting because you're seeing safety nets that's not just about money and food in some instances so some people yes that's what they need they need money they need food and basic items but there's also safety nets around housing where would people live yeah. there's also safety nets um, that that involves protection how do you protect people from domestic violence sexual violence yeah. and those are all different aspects to safety that people require and you see privates in uh, organizations stepping in to feel that and the final side of the private is the individuals right and this is something that i for one particularly encourage having having people who can um be there for you to find your feet, right? Like every everyone needs to be able to find their feet. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I, I've realized that for different people, it takes a different route, and it takes different amounts of time for for that point where they found their feet to happen. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, I look at my family, for example, and I think to myself that I, for one, probably got a job quickly enough 
Um, but that was still about one year after youth service. And in that period, I would say my 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 safety net was really my mom. Just having a knowing that no matter what happened, you know, I will go home. I remember saying this to people then when everyone's like, oh, so what do you, What are you going to do if this doesn't work out or if this day at I'm like, and my default response is, I'll go home. Mm. My mom is there to stand in the gap and continue to support and my siblings are there for me to have this, to have conversations with and that's that's a lot that's that's a lot of that's more than enough many times but you probably don't realize it until you need it until you need it yes yes until you need it and i think that it actually it does a lot of influence when we need to take some risk in life to like you know you can take some some kind of you can take some kind of leaps comfortably because you know that bad as a bad. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Like true. um, if 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 I were to jump right and I fall, I won't be falling flat on my face. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. And that yeah. allows us to take, you know, to take as many um. Um, huge life decisions as possible and then it eliminates um, as much fear as possible so while others are thinking of oh this is this is the this is it if I fail I don't know what else I, I can do so some others are, are saying oh, okay uh, let me try let me try if I fail I'll go home <laughs> do you understand yeah, yeah. and and it's it's true that it impacts yeah it impacts a lot of decisions that people make um i remember saying to this is interesting so um this was on wednesday right wednesday evening i was in a bible study and then we're in a small group on zoom yeah still physical social distancing here so it was on zoom mm. and one of the people mentioned that oh she was studying to become an elementary school teacher and i said interesting that that's my dream job it really Adri, that's your dream job yeah and everyone not not so a, a, <laughs> a minister of finance no 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 I, I, wow. think those jobs are, I think those jobs are too stressful and wow considering the, the wealth of knowledge you have by, by the way guys Aji has worked in so many um, okay is it so many no really just few places PwC and so Wave Academy is PwC and now um, ICBC Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were a consultant in PwC, so you were doing a lot of numbers, a lot of a lot of analysis, yeah. a lot of yeah. cascading, a lot of trying to 
um, enforce business processes and government processes and all of that. Yeah, which which is fun and very, I would say, uh, useful. I'm surprised that you, you said your life goal is to be an yeah i think that that's my like i think of all the things that i have done and what i have enjoyed doing the most and it was teaching. during my youth service when i was teaching oh. i was teaching yeah secondary it, oh, it like, was really like, yeah. like i have my huh? paper right now i'm jotting <laughs> so it, it's but and of course everyone then the question then was so why are you not pursuing that and I said and the answer really is about safety like you said mm. the decision I could not make when I was in Nigeria um, if I opted to become a school teacher <laughs> exactly i could see how this wasn't that wasn't a an economically viable option for me yeah I, I, just I, I, that dream because you know um, you had responsibilities yes so it was almost like yeah so this is a dream this is something that you would really want to do but now you're in an environment where it's not really not as financially rewarding and you have responsibilities to a family to your siblings and your mom and how do you balance that mm. now a lot of people can look back and say oh you're shelving your dreams and the honest answer is yes for yeah exactly but then it's it's not a it's not something that's not being thought through right it's not something that i've not sit down and say okay so what do you do so I, I tell people now that it's my it's my retirement plan that's my retirement job so when i'm finally done with all of these high sounding high profile analytical Mm-hmm. jobs that mm-hmm. I have in my life that yeah have some level of stability yeah I'm I, I intend to go back to school and actually go and learn about yeah learn teaching and understand the processes and methods and yeah try my hand at a job even mm-hmm. if it's and hopefully I'm wealthy enough to do it for free by then mm-hmm. which will atonement for not doing it earlier uh, right yeah <laughs> you know you know that there, there are a lot of people in in jobs they don't like or in jobs that are toxic in working environments that are toxic that cannot just you know bang the door okay of course it's not like i'm saying they should bang the door but <laughs> enduring that um, kind of treatment from um, the employers or from their colleagues or from us or they're basically in places they don't want to be just because of the fear of uh, I have I have too much to lose like what, what would I tell 
or, or where would I fall back on? Where would I go to, basically? Right. So really, we can't. Um, and then it's safety net. I feel like they range. It's it's <laughs> the the different levels. There's a level of of safety you'd have that you say, you know what? For example, I'm dumping love and I'm going to chase my dream of becoming a writer. And I'm going to stay at home to write my book. And I don't care whatever time I finish writing my book. But some people, uh-uh. What did you say? You want to become a... <laughs> <laughs> And so again, right, if you look at the society in which we grew, where it almost feels like the job of the parent is to raise the child long enough for the child to be able to take care of the parents. Yes, yes. It it skews the dynamics a lot for the type of risk that you can take. If yes. you know that your parents are there to uh, to take care of you, I remember having so in PwC, I had this colleague who was working with us, and we ha- we got into a conversation about what she wanted to do, right? Mm. Like, well, she's not really into the consulting side of the business; she's more into the financials and deals side of the business and so my question was why are you in consulting and she's like oh she just wanted to try it out and see what it was like Mm. and apparently she had turned down an offer from that would have given her that opportunity to go into deals from an organization that would have paid her in usd in nigeria and she turned it down yeah, she turned it down. And so I asked her, like, first of all, one, it's something you like. It's what you want to do. And then yeah. you're going to be paid in USD in Nigeria. Yeah. And you said no. And she was like, yeah. like, And the response to that was, like, it was almost like a shrug. Like, yeah, I don't need do- And this way I was. I don't need dollars now. Hmm. And of course, knowing who she was, who her parents were, yeah. I kind of understood what she was saying. That really, she didn't need dollars. Like elementary mm-hmm. school, all the way to graduate school, was outside of the country and fully funded mm-hmm. from the parents. So she really could decide that she wanted to explore explore yeah and ignore and that's a luxury that I increasingly realized that a lot of people don't have those options at the table and like you Uh, said you are uh, never uh, explore you want to explore really so 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 there was this time I was really um, so I love I love I love law I love to practice law right um but, but of course, there was a time I was um, I had to venture into sustainable development, um, reaching the sustainable goals, providing water for underserved communities, right? Yeah. And I loved doing it, right? I I really did love doing it. I still I still love doing it. 
but the only reason i could actually venture into it was because it was pain right if it was something that was not as lucrative as it was i i am very sure it wouldn't even have been um an option right like there's sometimes i just want to not you know um there's sometimes i just don't want to do something for example maybe like i just want to explore go on an adventure to you know find what i like or you know find out if i don't even like it maybe do something and, and then drop it and then because you know you have to be open enough to to try things and and find out what you actually really want to do uh, which is what we do not have the luxury of in this part of the world you don't have the luxury of of starting something and failing or exploring like failure is such a no-no like it yeah. is such failure you can't of it failure is almost <laughs> fatal where we are yes you can, which is wrong actually you should be able to do something and and fail and learn from it and start again and do it again do, do, do you understand till you till you um, attain perfection or till you find out oh maybe this is not what i'm made made for or oh maybe i should try this other thing out yeah and first because like you mentioned earlier um um we <sighs> Okay, I don't want to go into the details of how institutional safety nets are so inexistent. (laughs) I was just going to mention that. uh, Just thinking about, I I I see the difference between even safety nets for businesses as well, right? Um, Bankruptcy laws are an example of safety net for businesses, where even though a business, so. For the longest time, I could not understand how anyone would say to me that Donald Trump, the president of America, got bankrupt and he's still a billionaire. I was like, what? 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 Um, and for the life of and not just once, right? So, so Aji, Aji, how how do you think we can build safety nets? Like, for just in in like in like maybe three points or like five so how do you um, this is where i'll come and speak some big 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 grammar that nobody really understands but bear with me (laughs) um i'll try to say it as simply so i i know that i lean um towards the conservative side and a bit towards um this is just big, big grammar, libertarian, conservative, blah, blah, blah. Basically, the sum of it is, I think that changing society um, starts with changing individuals. Um, I know some people think, oh, you should focus on changing society at large first. And so it's bottom up or um top down i lean more towards a bottom-up approach of one individual part-time and it cascades compound interest it cascades into several pretty much a snowball right it's one small ball and as it continues to roll it gathers a lot more and becomes this huge thing eventually so compound interest so that's how i see 
that we can go about it. Now, I know and there are valid and very legitimate um, approaches where you want to advocate for the government to actually put these measures in place and create laws and drive those. Those are just as valid because I, I think mm-hmm. many times I see people trying to make false dichotomies between them and say, again, sorry, less grammar. I see people trying to put false choices between them and say, oh, um, should it be government-led or individual-led? I think that those are just dubious conversations that people want to have and bury their heads in the sand. I think you need both. I lean more towards the individual side of things and I recognize mm. that which is which be, um, gives rise to my view of I want to be that safety net for the people around me, right? People very close to so that they also have the freedom to their choices and to try and take risks and mm-hmm. who knows what happens when they succeed right and they go in and take this risk and it turns out to be a really huge success and then they can be exactly they and it cascades like that um, now that should not stop advocacy for different laws the exactly. and, and that the government should be able to step in care. and create <laughs> homes, right? Create laws against domestic violence and actually enforce them. And create laws. Um, so I had this mm-hmm. comment on a converse on a Zoom um, webinar I was on some weeks ago where someone said, "Oh, over here in Canada, that it's um, women." pets and children that have rights men have no right and i laughed so much about it and the entire conversation being that on average if you in on average in a divorce case here the woman gets the house the man, the man moves out um and i thought that was really quite cool <laughs> i'm sorry Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I thought that was quite cool because, yeah, I can see the disparities in women's earning power and men's earning power, right? But of course, I eventually spoke to someone who explained that actually it's not exactly that way. You need to realize that in the case of a divorce, most things will be split 50 50. So you both split your debts. If they say you will share it 50 50. If you mm-hmm. had pensions, okay. you will share it 50-50. Like, you will split everything, right? So, but yeah, I, I think there needs to be a push for more institutional safety nets. I, I, I don't think, and if I okay. see anywhere where people are having the conversation, I am willing to chime in and support but that's going to be my primary approach. My primary approach is to be able to help as many individuals as I can. want to be that safety net for them. And One at them. a and time. I think that mm-hmm. that's, that's really how you build safety nets. So at some point, you probably have to shelve your 
dream and your fantasy life of being the elementary school teacher who travels across all 54 countries in Africa. Um, Oh, yeah, I, I want to. I intend to leave them go. I'll probably get <laughs> back into, into Africa and my life. Um, elementary school here is fine, really. They have like everybody gets the best teachers already here. I, I think I can become a really good teacher to be important to bring you back home and not backpopulate this this side. Right, so, <laughs> so for me, it's the so you are you're able to make those and say, okay, I can put this aside for a while and be that net. And if today I am safe, and because of me, two other people are safe, and if those two other people just help only two other people, compound interest in thirty years, you are talking about. A billion people being safe. If just gets it to for two people every year, oh, right. and two people, and two people, and two people, yeah, it, it just it just cascades one person at a time. You help the woman be able to pay fees for her children, and those children turn out a lot better in life. That's fewer people who have to bother about the burden of abuse and poverty and all the societal stresses and yeah just let it let it grow let it expand that way so that's where that's the approach i take to it and of course for me i start from family and friends siblings and who knows they're able to do it for some of their friends and their own families and generation generation yeah on on and on and on and on and like that like that yeah that's 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 it for me but that does not mean that i don't see the need for there to be institutions that are also standing in the gap i also think that increasingly private organizations need to that are making profits from society need to be more socially responsible to society as well and pick a problem and try to solve you, yeah you don't have to solve every single problem just pick one and focus on that um, you make profits from society I think you should be able to socialize some of those profits with society as well because but again it's it's a difficult thing to push in environments where the so here i i understand the arguments here right because now everybody sees that the government is supporting businesses through this hard time so i understand whose rationale for saying well businesses too should be able to support the government and society so i can see that handshake yes here. and i can see why private businesses in places like nigeria may struggle to do that because well the first thing is what has the government ever done for me why do i need to socialize my profits with society 
when I've had to jump these so many hoops to get it anyway. Mm. Mm-hmm. We have had to really yeah. struggle and, and yeah. just stream against yep. tight to get. So I, I but I, I like think that people need to realize that yeah. we need to go past that. We need to go past the fact that the government isn't working. And I know it's easy to say now that I've left the country. <laughs> I exactly, the example <laughs> you just gave is another good one, right? It's people realizing if we wait for the government to do everything, nothing is going to get done. So these are people putting... That's a safety net that a lot of people probably don't think about. Having your neighbors on your streets standing guard for you so you can sleep well at night yes 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 like that 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 was very profound during these times we we, we had people we had people coming out from each each house you're going to stand guard just with people other people and i think that that's that's how we yeah that's how we we build and go forward and not um and let's not spend because what i see a lot of times is people um i said to people that on average most people agree on outcomes and probably just disagree on methods like we all know mm. what we want we all want better society mm. we want safer environment safer society we want safety nets that allow us make that gives us freedoms to choose but half the time i see us squabbling about methods and oh my method is better and why are you in my method and mm-hmm. yeah methods individuals private businesses government come together like we're better we're better together we actually love doing these things together everybody yep. taking their own course so if, if you are advocating well. fantastic yeah. continue with advocacy and don't listen to the naysayers who say oh all you are doing is just making noise no that's their business um the better approach is to actually try to support people with food no not everybody has to support people with food somebody has to do that job of advocacy Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm, the institutional bodies some people have to step up and get into mm -hmm. the politics and be the ones to try and drive the change from within and then and again it begs the within government out yeah exactly like and that's all you need from those people and nobody should look down on the other person's effort and say oh because i did this that's why this happened because i say to people that in if there's one thing i've learned in life there are no there are no um why say there, there, there are no linear causations so it is not because 
we have it's not because so let me try and use biology to explain it society is not it's not food chain it's oh, not hey, hey, don't worry, don't, uh, don't because worry, i did worry. this then this happened okay. so because i set up this organization i did this advocacy that's why all of these laws change if you really peel it back you realize that yes i did my advocacy it helped but it also helped that there were politicians who got into power and maybe not through the most pristine um, methods but they got in there with a mission that and they were able to back your goal and there were also people in society who had lived experiences who were also pushing individuals and pushing pushing conversations in their society, in their small environment. And it's all of these things together. It's a network rather than an individual, rather than a straight line um, conversation. I did this and that's what led to this. Even though I know that it's really, it's satisfying on the ego to say, you know, I advocated for this and that led to this massive change in society and saved 5 million lives. But many times um, you realize that it's not that simple. A very good one is in healthcare, right? And distribution of polio vaccines in Nigeria. There are people, so some people will sit down and say, oh, it's because Bill Gates has all the safety nets he needs in this world can afford to take the risk of buying polio vaccines and distributing in northern Nigeria. But you need to realize that it's not just because the polio vaccines were available that polio was eradicated. You needed health workers who were willing to go into these rural areas to distribute those vaccines. That's not driven by the foundation, right? You needed national rulers who are to educate people on the safety of vaccines. Yes. Exactly. Engagement. <laughs> and those are and community that, engagement. And these guys it's don't have websites. So it's easy to sit and say, oh, look at this big foundation and here's what they've done for society and easily forget those ground workers and foot soldiers who did a lot of this and don't have websites. And so they cannot tell you that, oh, my community mm-hmm. engagement and my teaching in churches about why people should be more hygienic, vaccinate their children, saved 20,000 lives they, they can't they can't tell you that because they are not measuring for okay. that They're not optimized for measuring for that but I would wager that they are just as important as the guys who paid for the vaccines and got them available because if you have the vaccines and nobody is using them well okay Right? Nobody is getting healthier. People are scared of them. And we can see a lot of that paranoia today, right? People talking all sorts about, oh, they are not going to take this vaccine. Why is it this person making the vaccine? And all whatnot that people are talking about, which I think is mostly dumb. But uh, who am I to judge, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. So in, in, in essence, we really force build the safety nets. Um, individuals yep. um, need to take their job seriously and, and and put it at the forefront of their consciousness that really when you're building safety nets, you're building it not just for yourself or for your family members, but for the society, yes. which comes back to actually benefit you and your family members as well, right? Um, thank you very much, Aji. This has been profound profound like profound i i enjoyed thank you thank you thank you for having me every every bit i said we should probably probably do this on another topic so this is where some other time what did you say Uh, (laughs) um, Uh, (laughs) it's a bit very it's a bit really nice and, um, and, and everything like, it's the Lord's, it's so the Lord's doing several years of praying for wisdom <laughs> okay okay so this is where I press stop on today's episode of a cup of everything be till I come back with your hot cup of everything be hey. next week same time same podcast bye uh, yeah thank you too <laughs> Thank you.